Hello there guys, what is going on? Son of Chelsea back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Got some interesting stories to discuss with you once again today. Um, before we get into the main stories, the FA Cup draw for the quarterfinal was made last night. Chelsea have been drawn away to Leicester in a few weeks time. Um, it's an interesting draw. It's a really stacked uh, competition now if you consider some of the teams still in it. Um, and it looks like it's going to be potentially a really exciting end to the competition uh, with a lot of teams battling for the trophy. In terms of the draw for Chelsea, it could have been worse. It could have been better. Um, I think it's probably the way I'd frame it. I think that Leicester are, of course, a really good team this year. Uh, they've given Chelsea problems. Uh, they've given a lot of teams problems. And they will be determined, especially after losing uh, that League Cup semi-final uh, a few months back, to really, you know, potentially end their season on a high, not only getting Champions League football, but winning a piece of silver where I think would be amazing for Brendan Rodgers and his squad. But for Chelsea, if I base it on that game a few weeks ago, Chelsea should have potentially won that game. You know, the amount of chances we had in that first half, of course, scoring two goals in the second, we became, you know, a lot more uh, chaotic in that second half. But especially based on the performance the other night against Liverpool, hopefully Lampard's squad can have the motivation and the confidence that they can take on anyone in this tournament moving forward. So I believe it's a decent draw. Um, we're going have to wait and see of course in a few weeks but I'm sure big allocation for Chelsea fans going up there and one game away from Wembley. But moving on to my first main story and uh, transfers once again all the rage as we get closer to the summer and especially because uh, that Ziyech deal happened I think that there's a sense maybe from Chelsea fans that there could be another early deal made. Chelsea really hoping to get in there early, make big deals happen um, for next season, which I think is great. And one name that has been linked this week is Alex Tellez, the left back from Porto. Journalist Nicolo Shara tweeting that Chelsea are really interested in Alex Tellez for next season. Talks are ongoing. He could replace Marcus Alonso, who is the first choice of Antonio Conte for Inter as a left back. And of course, there has been reports about Tellez and the nature of this deal. Uh, Porto are sort of thinking and tying up the idea of, of letting him go this summer for a bigger fee than having to let him go for free next summer based on his contract. That, of course, is a really intriguing prospect for Chelsea. And when I see, you know, fees of 34 million potentially, when you think of how much we, we paid for uh, Ziak, it could be an incredible deal in an area that we desperately need. I would say left back is probably top of that list for me. I think when I watch Chelsea, especially on that left side, we lack so much pace. Uh, Marcus Alonso has done really well recently and I don't think that should cloud people's judgment too much because I think that we know we need to refresh that area, especially with the sort of football Lampard wants to play. If he wants to play a really energetic, pressing, uh, pacey style of football, we need to upgrade that area pretty simply and there needs to be someone coming in. It's interesting to me that Conte would want uh, Marcus Alonso back, uh, especially at Inter, because, of course, he was the, the manager that brought him in at Chelsea in the first place. Um, but I could see uh, maybe Alonso as a second choice, a good second choice, especially with his goal-scoring record, and maybe Emerson could be the one to make way. Um, but Tellez, it's interesting, you know, Lampard has apparently wanted Chilwell. That apparently is his first choice. Um, but Chilwell... I think that would be a ridiculous fee. I think, you know, Leicester, as they showed with negotiating uh, with uh, Manchester United for Harry Maguire last summer, they are not going to take a low fee. They are going to demand a high fee and that can potentially take all of the summer uh, for Chelsea to negotiate that deal. And really what you want is a player who's going to be here for pre-season so Lampard can integrate him into the squad, he can get integrated into the squad and he can get ready for the season. 
And I just think potentially Tellez is a better player for a for a lower fee. And I think that's a really interesting thing and, and something I think we all want to see Chelsea doing now is potentially getting wiser moves over the line. Would Alex Tellez be your first choice or would you like someone like a Grimaldo or of course Ben Chilwell who's been linked? Um, but definitely I do believe like a lot of people that we do need to strengthen in that area and this would be a big deal if it were to come off. Next is about Kepa Ariza Balaga who of course had his big return the other night against Liverpool and had his best performance of the season, really. Um, and just focusing on this article from The Athletic, the article focused leadership and a superb triple save how Kepa got back on track. Kepa Ariza Balaga, the world's most expensive goalkeeper, has largely failed to live up to his 71.6 million price tag since arriving at Chelsea in the summer of 2018. So much so, in fact, that he recently lost his spot in the first 11 to Willy Caballero. Uh, this article is really good and it really goes into sort of a breakdown of Kepa's night uh, from the warm-up uh, to, of course, the start of the game and how he... Uh, performed and how he looked on the night um, and it was brilliant to see Kepper. I spoke about it in my rational perspective for the Liverpool game and I think it was one of the best things about Tuesday night's victory was seeing Kepper back to his best. Opta reporting that his five first half saves were more than any he had made in his previous 24 Premier League games. That pretty much shows you the performance of Kepper and how focused he looked and how up for it he looked and I think that it's going to be interesting to see where does this leave Kepa because, of course, there has been so much criticism of him and, of course, doubts over his future. I've said before in recent videos that I don't believe we should sell Kepa, not only for the fee we paid for him, but I've seen it before with Chelsea players where we let them go too early and they turn out to be really big players. I've seen a comparison made from other people um, to David De Gea when he arrived at Manchester United and, of course, had difficulties. And now we know the goalkeeper he is. He's struggling a bit at the moment, but... Really, he has been an incredible keeper uh, for Manchester United. And I think a lot of people back in, what was it, 2012, would have doubted that. But um, looking now, that's been an incredible move for Manchester United. And he's been an incredible keeper, one of the best in the world. Will Kepa turn out to be that? I know there are lots of doubts over that in terms of his stature in, in his height, um, certain bits of his game commanding his box. But I feel he did do that. On Tuesday, very well, he came out. Of course, I'd like to see him catch more, uh, especially from corners and crosses than he does. But I think the way he responded after such a difficult period for him personally, I think really shows a character there and a strong character and a character that can rebound. And I think that's a good thing to have in a goalkeeper. I also think, you know, as I spoke in my rational perspective, that I think that Kepa has shown now twice that when he gets a setback, he can respond really positively. And I think, as I said before, I think that's a really key element and a positive element. I don't think we should rush to selling him. And I think potentially there is a big keeper still in there. I'm interested to hear your thoughts because of course I do know there are a lot of doubts over him and certain elements of his game and especially based on his average season this year. But let's hope he can be a key player for Chelsea in the remaining months of the season. The final story today is going to be about Ruben Loftus-Cheek and him nearly returning to first team football for Chelsea. Um, once again, Simon Johnson from The Athletic reporting on this game and his uh, game for the development squad the other night. The Chelsea midfielder played his first full 90 minutes in suffering a series Achilles tendon injury last May, featuring in the development squad's fixture against Everton on Monday night. I watched this game in full and Ruben started a little bit sluggish. Um, he looked a little bit off the pace, but he grew into the game, which I think is a real positive um, considering his fitness, considering getting back to his best and there were certain moments, and I'm sure you would have seen on Twitter circulating, certain moments where it was classic Ruben. It was him at his best. He was shrugging off opponents. He was driving forward. He was making things happen. And I think what's going to be interesting is currently with Chelsea's injury list uh, piling up, you know, you've got Kovacic's injury concerns. You've got Kante still out. Uh, who's going to fit in that midfield? What midfield it's going to be? Is it going to be a three-man midfield in a 4-3-3? 
where Ruben fits into all of that. Lampard in his post-match interview to Liverpool said, you know, Ruben's still maybe not feeling his best. So there's still are doubts over him returning on Sunday. I don't think he would ever have been a starter on Sunday, but potentially he could still be on the bench and come off uh, the bench on Sunday. But I just think that pace and energy is something that's so desperately needed. And especially with Billy Gilmore playing well the other night, um, and that midfield and what we think that midfield needs moving forward, that pace, that power, that agility that Ruben gives you really is so unmatched. You know, it is a player that I do believe Chelsea still have lacked in. You know, Mason uh, Mount has struggled for form recently and he seems to be getting back to some of that. But I do believe Ruben is that potential goal scoring midfielder that Chelsea have lacked for so long. And I think he was showing it under Sarri last year. I just hope that Chelsea are being patient with Ruben. Uh, there is a concern as well with recent injuries on our injury record that we're rushing back players too quickly. Let's hope with Ruben that's not the case. And it seems like that's not the case. It seems like they're being really patient and really delicate with the situation, which sure is frustrating for fans and for myself because you want to see Ruben back on the pitch for Chelsea because of how emotional that will be and how great that will be to see him back in the first team at Stamford Bridge. But also, you need to add and understand how big of an injury this was and how long it's taken him to get back to his full fitness. But let me know in the comments below how close do you think Ruben's return is? What impact do you think he will have in Lampard's team? Um, and if you did watch the game the other night in the development squad for Ruben, uh, what did you think of his performance? How well do you think he played? Let me know in the comments below. So that is it for this edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch this video. If you did enjoy it, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell to never miss an upload follow me on twitter at son of chelsea and i'll see you again